Hey guys! Hello everyone! Welcome back to our third podcast episode. Third episode. episode. <laughs> it has been a while, but in our defense, there is so much happening. For starters, we just moved in together about a month ago, yeah. And it is my fourth year after coming back from placement. And it's my second year of uni. And how does that feel? Second year now. It's so much different. I feel like I just I just changed a lot from my first year self. Like I'm more responsible now, do you get it? Yeah, you got a job, didn't you? Yeah, actually. Congratulations. Well <laughs> me coming back from my wait. I was supposed to go to my first training, which was today. So we have training for our job. And I woke up late, like the training started at 11 a.m. and I woke up at 11 a.m. so I missed that. Hopefully I'm not I don't get fired. I think you'll be fine. It was just a training. Um well, I am back for my fourth year now after coming back from placement. How does it feel to be back from roles? Right? I feel great that I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning of the week. Um I do have Wednesdays off, which is why we finally got time to record this. Yeah. But um, it's been good because I think I can now make friends easier. I don't Why have... Are you speaking like that? What? Like those bland influencers. So, okay. guys... Okay, well, I can now make friends easier. And I've made more friends than I had in my whole second year of uni. So that's a win for me. Um, and I'm just really focused on getting the year done so that I can do my master's after. Are you doing your master? Are you actually doing it? Yeah, you're gonna do your placement, right? If I, if I land a job because I got one rejection this morning. Okay, well, you're gonna get a lot of rejections before you go there. Um, um, yeah. Just keep going. So we moved here, and it was quite difficult at first because I had to move from like a different city, but our mom was here to help us. Speaking of whom, she just got married yeah. with our dad by the way she's not divorced <laughs> because a lot of people do think yeah everyone's like oh your mom's divorced i know but we say that it's her wedding only because she like it, it would just meant more to her in our opinion not in the sense that our dad didn't care about the wedding it's just he did care it was just she i don't know it was her childhood dream you know how like girls always dream about their yeah. wedding day and and then it finally happened so we're very glad um and they they met when they were 17 and 18 and they only got married 30 years later and it's ironic that <laughs> that's the story we're starting off with seen as today's topic is why do high school relationships break up in the first year of uni i mean mom and dad are an exception because they're high school sweethearts i mean they didn't go to high school together but they're teenage love sweethearts and they made it had four kids and <laughs> yeah lived happily ever after anyway so we will discuss love in high school um we also did some extensive research which is going to tell us about how um, high school high school relationships begin and why they end. We will also mix in some findings from student perspectives and our own opinions. Also, just some stories from friends. Not stories, but like their opinions, like their views. Anyways. So to start off, high school sweetheart, did you have an high school sweetheart? 
Yes, I did. Did you? <laughs> I did. But you're gonna start off, so okay. Um, yeah, I had a high school sweetheart, and we lasted, I think, for a year and a half, and then we broke up. It was a very civil breakup, by the way. Um, yeah, that's it. So, did you break up when you were in university, or no, when no. you were? I broke. We broke up when I was still in my. senior like in the middle of my senior year high school were they in their university yeah so that's very much applicable to yeah. this scenario i'm a very good example of <laughs> what we're going to talk about so okay, i don't know you? i don't know if you guys know but me and her we're sisters and we have three year difference so it's going to be funny talking about a very similar situation experience even though we're we were not the same age so i did have a high school sweetheart and i think if you know me since high school you would have known this because we did not keep it hidden at all yeah i mean not in like an a pda way but they just looked very lovey-dovey yeah campus. everyone knew like our families knew it was very much like an official thing we weren't hiding it from anyone and i would say one of the reasons like how it started was so i had just come back from portugal and it was my it was a different high school and he was the only person i knew there so it was very much like comfortable for me i would say mm-hmm. to have someone that i knew there and showed me around and eventually we had feelings for each other and we were dating um and this went on for three long extensive years <laughs> why are you saying it as if you, you despise the relationship i did not despise it i think there are some benefits to dating um but three years is a long time i think i matured in those three years you did no no no. you actually matured so in those three years actually he was one year ahead of me so we ended up breaking up on my first year but on his second year um and that was it i i think also we got to consider the fact that covid happened during those years for me yeah. and for you and when covid happened but covid didn't really affect anything in my relationship like it was fine for me it was more that there was so much free time and there was such little interaction with the outside world that it felt convenient being with him it felt convenient going to um the family holiday house and being there and not having to hear the judgments of my friends <laughs> when i wasn't spending time with them it just it was a very convenient time comfortable yeah exactly and as soon as you know things started opening up for covid and we had our own different lives because bear in mind we weren't in the same university it was just easier not to be together and we were just growing apart yeah today's episode is all about how these types of relationships high school high school relationships are very much based on convenience rather than sort of like mature values like commitment yeah i don't think as teenagers i don't think that we looked at a person i mean i'm not uh, by the way <laughs> i'm not um attacking anyone that i dated not like yeah anyone that we know it. we're not talking about we're you guys talking about, i was reading this article and i was actually amazed at how well the author framed high school relationships she essentially wrote about how teenage love or young love um has many quality qualities because it feels magical feels innocent pure raw 
all of those fuzzy feelings that we get um, when we start dating in high school. But then she went on and talked about how it often represents a form of immature connection that is built on values of comfort and familiarity. And it actually clicks with what Dinah just said. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us have felt at some point being with someone just felt like it made sense. Like they just married into our present space. Yeah, like when it just when you just have that gut feeling, but that gut feeling is just comfort. It's literally just because they're there. When you step into your first year of uni, um, you start, You obviously you change, if you allow yourself to change, but normally you will change. And your self-concept, by the way, we talked about this first episode. If you haven't listened to it, go um, scroll up and yeah. Um, your self-concept changes. What you thought made you, you, doesn't make you, you anymore. <laughs> Um, and so you just start craving different things. You start, both of you start growing in different directions and that's normal. You also meet different people. You, this is something that I, it's, it's something that I can't stop thinking about because when I came, when I started my first year of uni, I just met so many people that just felt like a breath of fresh air because in my hometown, again, I'm not attacking anyone, but it just feels like you're meeting people like the same people in different bodies do you get like it? same people in different fonts exactly and it's just like frustrating because you just want to meet someone different from everyone else but yeah so you meet people uh, different people in uni and it actually makes you think they actually show you qualities that you never thought you wanted in a future partner so yeah i think like you get more options so then the person whom you've settled with in high school they start they start looking like they could do an improvement <laughs> that is to say the so least rough. yeah but I don't, um yeah. anyway so another point we i found at least in research was how social status mattered and when i say social status it's how people perceive you in the social hierarchy so if you think about your friend group, and this is very common in high school, by the way, there's always a popular group and the non-popular group. And if a guy from a popular group is talking to a girl from the non-popular group, it's kind of like people start like, questioning. They're like, what is happening? Yeah, it's weird. Like something is off. Like this doesn't make sense. And I think because people just crave sort of like things that make sense, like it has to be social, congruent social with what they exactly. Um, and a lot of movies, especially like they depict this image, like the kissing booth, for example, mm-hmm. where you see like the jock, like of the athlete boy being into the nerd girl. And uh, this is very romanticized, but actually in real life, people do, I think, choose other people that match their social status Mm -hmm. and uh, this is one of the reasons that research was saying that match or even improve what do you mean like we want people who match our social status but also that can improve our social status exactly because you know like evolutionarily speaking we are humans and we do crave social status for survival like in our brains we still think that the more that that if we are with the group that benefits us um then we have higher chances of surviving 
Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons we think that people choose who to date because it complements and enhances their their self in in the status of the eyes of the other people. And you could link this to why then breakups happen. Yeah, I mean, because having a, most of the times, having a romantic partner is viewed as a marker of high social status, this could then mean that the unfavorable impact of a romantic partner not matching your social status, this could be a very good reason why, or one of the reasons why someone would break up with you or you would break up with them. I mean, it would make sense. And when does this happen? Obviously, it's in university when things change yeah. and your social status changes. And especially like amongst men, there is a lot of like, there's a perception that whoever you're with sort of like dictates how you're seen. Yeah. I mean, I was speaking to a friend of mine, to a guy friend of mine. Um, primarily because we need more male perspectives in this podcast. I know. <laughs> um, and he actually told me that um, this happens a lot in uni because guys try to impress each other um, so that they feel like they belong in the group. Um, so this means that he gave me he gave me the scenario of a group of guys being at the club. <laughs> Um, and imagine, so you're with your boys, whatever, and you see a girl like pretty, um, like gorgeous, a, a five, like an eight, like, like an eight, nine, nine out of 10. And she's walking around and you end up making out with her or you like, yeah, you get with her at the end of, by the end of the night, your guy friends are going to be like, wow, yeah, like amazing. They're going to hype you up. Him up and, and subconsciously they're going to think, Oh, what does this guy have that is so good that it attracted her, someone like her, to be into him? Do you get it? Like, there has to be something. That who's, who's questioning that, though? The, the guy friends. Okay. They're like, oh, he must have something yeah. that attracted someone like her, like a baddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> a baddie to be into him. I'm like, do you get it? And that makes him look better amongst the guys. That enhances his social status. And what about girls? I, I think, honestly, this is just my opinion, by the way. With girls, it we definitely don't pull guys to impress other girls yeah no i agree unless he's a jude bellingham i'm talking unless he's the actual jude bellingham not just jude like it's like unless he's a 10 out of 10 then we don't care about impressing the girls like by pulling guys yeah i i do think like at least in my friend group rarely do we have the same taste in people Mm -hmm. because if we do that is a problem yeah and when we don't have the same taste in people, there is no, like, need to impress anyone. I think the only thing that matters in that situation is if you do like that person and if they're, like, good for you as a human being. It's a lot more individual. It's it's not as... It's not as social, like... Socially uh, driven. Yeah, it's not socially driven And also the goals or, like, the values that you start looking for in guys are then the mature values so not the high yeah. school ones of like infatuation mm-hmm. um you sort of start looking for like the commitment aspect and trust aspect yeah. and that's i think what girls start to to look after in a while and this is 
a great part to start talking about female and male perspective on breakups because this article was talking about how males and females do not experience the same um they don't have the same experience during a breakup and a lot of females support intimacy and commitment um but males support social status and like sexuality which we've just discussed yeah. and um, what happens is that women when they do break up they uh, report feeling unloved as one of the reasons for a relationship breakup while men sort of like point more fingers at sexual mm. dissatisfaction which wait that that makes so much sense they're because still growing was, up you know no no i was actually no evolutionarily speaking because i was reading this study um and it basically just talked about jealousy differences in men and women so it says that women view uh emotional infidelity more like aggravating Mm. than men and men view sexual infidelity more aggra- in like a more av- aggravating way than women because evolutionarily like men are hardwired to look out for chances of like a woman um being pregnant with a baby that's not theirs you get it yeah of course because you want to increase your bloodline you want to increase your bloodline so there there is a risk of your like female partner being pregnant with a baby that's not yours so they try to um they try to eliminate that risk as by by being more aware of yeah. it and then with women like they um they can't stand being like cheated on emotionally because that would mean that the man would stop investing resources into their offspring it's so interesting no it's really interesting it is because if you think about it like men biologically evolutionarily as well they value like hip size mm-hmm. and like big breasts because that would mean that their offspring would be taken care of and more chances of survival yeah. but women value commitment because once they you know are pregnant with a child's baby it is nine months until they can deliver the offspring and during that time at least it's very crucial to make sure that they feel loved and, and that the 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 partner is committed to them and by the way we are only talking about heterosexual relationships here yeah so when we do say about like guy girl i think just assume it's the partner you are interested in although we would if you guys want to we would love to bring in some insights on homosexual relationships in like next episodes yeah i mean this is posted on spotify and you definitely can't comment but we will be posting this on our instagram and we do maintain a tight circle so if you even have access to this you will have access to our instagram and so send us a message there and you will be responded to but i do want to get to this point and this is something that i couldn't find a resource for a source for but it's something that i felt like and i've mentioned it before I have something called a constant in my life, mm. and this is a um, metaphor to someone that's always there and that complements my life. And I think that one of the reasons why people break up, especially in first year of uni, is that the person they're with no longer complements where they are. Because yeah. in high school, they did complement in the sense that you'd go to high school together, you would hold hands, you'd have lunch together. It made sense, like breaking up it's with so that person. Convenient. Exactly. Breaking up with that person would just cause more harm, like I mentioned before. And I think in university, especially when the factor of distance, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, it's literally our enemy. 
the factor of distance comes in play. That means that that person is no longer convenient for you to be with. And I think that goes back to the point of jealousy. Yeah. Um, uh, we were researching this, like, obviously this topic, and we found that most people actually have anxiety towards the future. They have this, it's called the uncertainty management theory and explains how people who are in long distance relationships, they get this sort of um, like uneasiness. Um, and as a way of reducing this uncertainty, this anxiety, they spend more time communicating with their partner. So like texting, video calling, um, and they make plans to see them, which actually sets them back because when you're in uni, you're just trying, you're trying to be involved in like uni activities, societies, and you're I trying to form a friend group and that just stops it from happening. We've definitely spoken about how important first year is in our first it podcast really and how building friendships is the foundation for your second and third year. Like I have one friend from first year that remained, just <laughs> one. No, I have too many. Well, you, I started in COVID, so it kind of makes sense. Okay, but, yeah, that but that's just to say that even the lack of social interaction pushed me back. Mm. But I think what you just mentioned, it could be a coping mechanism and it could be because let's and you definitely be honest, see us happy you definitely it does. See it you happen. see people traveling for each other and like making these enormous like gestures just to make Video sure calling they're... them 20 times a day like guys come on i mean come on. but no. but that's that's the thing we kind of need to understand because we are both single people and yeah. we've both been through a high school sweetheart breakup in the first year so i guess we're not the best positive yeah, yeah, yeah. That is you true. know like a point of view you can have here however I think it's important to note that a lot of relationships do last. Like our parents is yeah. prime example. They lasted 30 years until mm -hmm. they decided to And we together. know a lot of people who are still in relationships. Who we know are going to get married. Exactly. We, like I know that these people are going to get married like so since senior year. This can be a coping mechanism where like this anxiety is actually beneficial for them to maintaining um, this um, convenience, this comfortable, this um, complementary side of a relationship. So I think to conclude, we just really wanted to get a view, both research-y and also our view mm -hmm. on breakups. And I think this is a very hot topic nowadays. You know, like we are just beginning the first year um, we did want to launch this a bit earlier. We just never had time to record it. We're barely even... I barely even see her. Yeah, we have dinner together and I think that's about it. We don't really have any other meal together. Yeah, we're just always busy. So anyways, we did want to record, to record this and post it earlier just because we do know a lot of people who have just left high school and they are transitioning to the first year of uni and now that covid is non-existent this is probably the this is the second year i would say that you can experience mm. um university very like the closest Student from 2019 mm -hmm. that you could um and we did want to get some of your opinion because we are both <laughs> single people <laughs> and we want to know how did you guys deal with it like how has the transition been from high school to university what coping mechanisms have you been using have you mentioned any of them here um and uh, i mean i am a prime example of how it worked out for the best i would say i think while dating is great and I got to know the person really well and I was very happy during the relationship. Once it did end, 
I opened myself to so many people. Mm-hmm. I got to know so many people. I created friendships that I know will last forever and friendships that I could not have created had I been in that relationship because yeah. it would have just made me like, I wouldn't have time. I would have to go visit them. I would have been using those coping mechanisms, hence yeah. limiting me for a relationship that mm-hmm. wasn't meant for me. Yeah, Sam, I feel like the kind of dissolution of my relationship led to a lot of good things not in the sense that i hated the relationship just like in the sense that i met a lot of people i grew a lot i nurtured my values i found out a lot about what i like and not about what we liked exactly and that's a key point of university because you are a different person in high school and in university you become a different person and if the person you're with doesn't support your growth then that will be a barrier into becoming your true self. Mm. And becoming your true self also includes becoming your true romantic self. So it's not that you're stopping who you are as a person, you're also stopping who you are or who you can be with someone else. That is very key. We are very young, guys. This is just an extension of high school. Mm -hmm. So don't treat it as like you are still a kid and you don't have to grow up. Treat it as, yes, an extension, but also an opportunity for you to become this person that you're meant to be because no way are you that person at 18. Yeah. I'm 22. I'm not even that person yet. Yeah, same, same. So let us know what you think. Share us your thoughts and hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. See you next time. Don't forget to uh, follow this podcast on Spotify. Share it with your friends, especially the ones in relationships. (laughs) And see you next time. Bye, guys.